are listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast, episode number 12. Laundry day, see you there, under things, tumbling, wanna say, love your hair, here I go, mumbling, with my freeze ray, I will stop. Hi everybody, I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And welcome to Therefore I Geek. And today we're here with Shane McNulty, who is the organizer of Can't Stop the Serenity, in Norfolk, Virginia. It's our local show. We call it the Big Damn Shindig. So welcome, Shane. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. The first thing that I wanted to ask was what got you into Firefly and Serenity? What was your first experience? Was that your first Joss Whedon experience? Um, no, you know, you never forget your first time. Uh, actually, um, my first Joss Whedon experience uh, actually came through my, my ex-wife. I mean, I I really hadn't watched that much of like Buffy or her Angel until I hooked up with her, mm-hmm. and uh, I was actually walking out of a movie. Uh, it was the the movie was The Lovely, which weird thing, different tangent. I'll get away from that for, for now. Um, so I'm walking away from from seeing that movie, and I get this call from her. She's in tears. I'm like, what's the matter? I, I'm thinking like her her cat got killed or something. No, the Angel finale had just aired, <gasps> and I'm like, that was a hard one. <laughs> that was I, a hard one. I, I was like, oh. I'm I'm really sorry, uh, and I was trying to find the right empathetic words to offer and support. Um, yeah, I couldn't find them really. I'm like, it, it is just a show. It's like it's not just a show. Apparently, that was not the right way to go with that. So, lesson <laughs> learned. Um, but uh, that it was actually through her that I ended up getting involved in watching Buffy and Angel, and, and I actually ended up watching the entire series of both. And, uh, and and I should say, you know, as a kid, I mean, really my first exposure would have been Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, the Christy Swanson film, right? Um, which I actually enjoyed. I mean, I thought it was for what it was. I thought it was kind of no, fun. it's it's amusing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so we um, so I got caught up with Buffy and Angel, and uh, and then eventually at that point it was kind of a little bit more connected, um. And with with the Joss Whedon universe, and so at that point, then I was like, okay, next one up be Firefly. Now, I, I like most people, I did not watch it when it was on Fox, um, so I am one to blame. I, am. <laughs> I don't think most people knew it was on Fox at the time. I, I mean, watched it didn't it. last long. It well, and it didn't last long. I remember Family Guy going off the air. I remember it coming back on the air. Right. I watched a fair amount of Fox, and I had no idea it happened. So yeah, yeah. it was one of those things that, like blink and it was gone. Mm-hmm. So. Although, um, you know, actually, that does kind of bring to mind a, a what would have been a Joss Whedon experience, like a really cool Joss Whedon experience, end up not being a Joss Whedon experience for me, which um, I will live to regret to the end of my days. Um, back in 2002, I was in San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, I was there promoting a, a book that I was working on as an editor, just a little in- indie rag that we were, I was working on with some friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a chance to get away from the booth for a little while, because I, I had marked out that, you know, I'd be covering it from this period to this period, all that stuff. And so we do it on a rotating basis, but I made sure. it very clear from the time we got out there. I have got to go see Ray Bradbury. And Ray Bradbury is about to give a talk. I'm like, I would yeah. I would kill someone to go see Ray Bradbury. I've got to go see Ray Bradbury. So and, I, and Ray Bradbury was getting to the point where he's getting close to kicking it anyway. That's so. very true. That's very true. But but actually it was so awesome at this Comic Con was not only was Ray Bradbury there, but Ray Harryhausen was also there. 
and that they were childhood friends. And I had no idea about any of this until I actually got to go see Ray Bradbury talk. So, um, so I get in there to go see Ray Bradbury. And I'm there like, a, I want to make sure I had a good seat and all that. So I got there a little bit early. Well, the Futurama crew was in there talking. And, and that was awesome. I didn't realize they were going to be there. So I'm, I'm there just like, like, oh, wow. It's like, everyone's here. You got Case the Gall and, and, um, and uh, Phil Lamar was there. Matt Groening was there. I mean, everyone was there. It was just, it was awesome. So um, after they wrapped up and they left, and it actually was a little side note. Man, I'm, like we we're talking about the chain thinking on it. That's oh, killing me. But uh, I was talking to Matt Groening there at the end. And was kind of fangirling all over him. Like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's you. And, and, and it's me. And it's so cool. And, uh, and from behind me, I started hearing someone like, hey, you're a hack. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, and at that point, I'm like, who dares speak such horrible things? I turn around, and it's Weird Al Yankovic. And it's <laughs> It's wow. there, I mean, and, and he wasn't even hiding wow. it or nothing. It was classic Weird Al, the Hawaiian shirt, That's the hair, the whole thing. Awesome. So that was cool, and it's like, and then, and it was like, it actually was kind of cool about that point was um, UHF had just come out on DVD just a short time before. And oh, I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, I know, it takes us all back. And I was like, hey, I bought UHF on DVD. He's like, oh, you were the one. I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, that was me. Um. So, so then, uh, all right, getting back on track. So then uh, that panel cleared, and then Ray Bradbury came out. And, I mean, it was, it was like the closest thing I can imagine to being in the presence of God. It was, it was amazing. You could have heard a pin drop in this room packed with hundreds and hundreds of people. Wow. Um, you know, we were all hanging on his every word. It was just wonderful. And actually a little emotional. He told some really very touching stories. And um, so then at the end... Uh, Ray clears off, and we're all kind of left in awe. And they're like, well, coming up next will be a, a panel of a new show coming out called Firefly. It's a sci-fi western. And I'm like, eh, who wants to see that garbage? And then I left. And it wasn't until <laughs> oh. later on I was talking with a friend. He's like, yeah, but you know what that was coming on afterwards? I'm like, no, what do you mean? That was Firefly. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You mean at the same convention? I'm like, yeah, at the same convention. So, Aww. and this kid's, oh, face. this is where regret comes from, children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's really sad. That's also, that's also the dilemma of conventions where, I mean, there's, either you don't know what something is and later on you, re- you realize it and regret it, or you've got two impossible choices to make. You know, like, do yeah. I go to this or this? Yeah, exactly. Or you can do what I did at AwesomeCon and go to see George Perez and then he decides to draw pictures for his fans at his booth and doesn't ever show up for the panel. That's awesome. That could happen. <laughs> Just saying. That's awesome. So have you done other things before Can't Stop This Journey, like charitable events and stuff like that, or was this your first time? This was this was my first time being an event planner. I mean, for the most part, my um, I, I have to attribute a lot of it to my brother. He's very much someone who cares about his fellow man and wants to improve the world. It, he really wants to be Superman, and I, I admire that. That's not me. I mean, I want everyone to kind of like get along and be happy, and that's fine, but... But he really goes the extra mile trying to really improve people's lives. And I commend him for that. So this year was kind of, for me, more of a, I want to try doing a bunch of different new things. And and so, I mean, I went snowboarding earlier this year. And I, I volunteered at the food bank on the Virginia Peninsula. Um, and, and so when the opportunity came up for this, Dave, the guy who had run it years before, and he's like, hey, look, if no one picks up, the reins to take from me it's just not going to happen and i was like i 
I can't sit idly by and, and let this opportunity go. Right. This is this is one of the events where I mean every year I've looked forward to going. Oh, and yeah. So you've been going since the beginning? No, no. <laughs> actually, I've been going for the last, not counting this year. I think I've gone for the previous two or three years. Okay. So this is the yeah. fifth year that we've done it. Then so not so, since the very beginning. But well, close, I think yeah. you, I think you and I've been then, then probably gone the same years. Yeah, probably. I, I missed I missed the first one just because I didn't know what was happening, and then I think I picked it up from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the amazing thing that I found doing this is that I still come across people who are like, "Oh my God, I love Firefly and Serenity." I'm like, "Oh, hey, so then that means you must have been to the event." What do you mean? What event? And, and so that told me right there, it's like, wow, there's there's still a lot of people to contact about this. And, sure. And even even with this year, I and mean, we had we had a record turnout so far this year. So far, like we're doing it again this year. Um, we'll do it again <laughs> next year. That we will definitely do. But um, but we had a record turnout this year, which That's which awesome. was, was awesome. Uh, I I it was, did feel like the theater was more full this time. So it, I mean, it was. And, and I'll tell you, the creepy part was. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm about to get up on stage because nothing went according to plan. Nothing went according to plan. I'm honestly surprised we even got to show Serenity and it wasn't like some Charlie Ta- Chaplin movie or something coming up. Um, just nothing was going right. And Dave warned me about that. He's like, just so you know, plan it all out, but be ready to be flexible because things will not go according to plan. He was absolutely correct. But I mean, I'm not sure anyone really knows, but we started way late. Uh, I'm actually when Mikey Mason's up there performing, I'm standing in the back giving him hand signals for how much longer I need him to go. <laughs> yeah, there's and, and he's like, and there's like subtle nods he's giving me to acknowledge. Like, cool, it worked out great. Nice. Um, he's a great entertainer. I he, love Mikey. Yeah, I, I great, great entertainer, great just great guy in general. He yeah. absolutely is. And and I mean, we're we're totally jumping around subjects, but I will tell you that um, during uh, during Serenity that neither Mikey nor myself nor people who are kind of volunteer and help me out during the event, none of us were actually even inside the theater. All of us were standing outside the theater and we were just, just shooting the breeze all while Serenity's going on. And it was so cool because it was like Mikey unplugged. And I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't playing, but he was like telling stories and, and stuff like that. It was, it was just awesome. Great, great guy. Unplugged, uncensored. Yeah, oh yeah, completely uncensored. <laughs> I'm not sure Mikey has a censor button. No, uh, I mean... You know, especially when it's like you know there are going to be kids in the audience. He he does he does meter himself. He, no, he, yeah, he, he, he does. does. He does. But um, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's almost like you know not to jump the subject in a completely different direction, but like with Robin Williams, how are you going to contain that kind of energy and that humor yeah. and all that? Um, you know, as as far as I'm concerned, I I, I know there's certain venues that may not necessarily appreciate Mikey's humor, but. I, I told him then, it's like, you know, as long as I'm doing this, you will always have a place to call home. I mean, awesome. I, I, I love Mikey. Yeah. I'll be honest, for the first, I don't know what you thought, but the first few years, I didn't realize Mikey wasn't a local. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because of how, right. how, how much he interacted with, like, the, the and local people. And he knows people. everyone. Yeah. He yeah. knows people, how much he interacted with them. And, I mean, he was, you know, he was always here for the Kansas Up and Serenity. I, I figured he was a local. And yeah. I found out he's from Indiana. I was like, what? Well, and, and the weird thing is, when I was talking to him about it, I'm, I'm like, dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive across the state of Virginia for what's for what you're getting with all right. that stuff, and um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, but it for him is just fun. He just this is what he really wants to do, and and I mean, considering that, I mean, I don't want to give away all of his past trade secrets and whatnot, but but he was talking to me about what he did before he got into this gig, 
and I'm talking about making a difference. He really did as well with like with troubled kids and whatnot. He did some great stuff, and and he finally realized that his calling was to go do this other work. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's of course as you guys know, it's just been wonderful. I love Mikey. Yeah. I think I think the one thing that I, I notice and respect is someone who um, well I grew up in a my dad's a pastor so I've never put on a can't stop the serenity event but I've put on church potlucks and all kinds of events I I volunteer at a summer camp every summer yeah. um, and that kind of thing so I kind of know what goes into an event and how you're saying like nothing ever goes according to plan ever, ever in, in any yeah. event and Mikey catches that like when we were at MarsCon and he was doing the um, the auction. Oh God, yeah. He was the only auctioneer <laughs> that had any clue how to do it or what he was doing, and he was like, kind of moderating the other auctioneers. Right. So they would say something stupid, and he would kind of, well, I guess foolish, and he would kind of moderate it a little bit, kind of and then play them. it off yeah. and redirect. Yeah, and redirect, and it was just, I could, to have that kind of support as as your entertainment coming in is also support for you as an organizer. That's amazing. Absolutely, and uh, that's one of the reasons, especially that I would. Always welcome Mikey back. I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind. In fact, I mean, we're talking right now. Uh, I've already talked to him about a potential fall event going on in November, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm you know not officially announcing anything quite yet because I'm still trying to get some specifics ironed out. Um, I'm looking to do it in early November, mm-hmm. and uh, again at the Narrow. It would not be a Serenity or Firefly affiliated event, um, okay. but this would be more. I, I'm I'm trying to kind of make it still fun, still geek oriented, and with a little bit of a darker edge to it, um, but still something that you know you could you could have a little broader appeal. You could bring younger children to and still have a good time. Uh, so I'm still working on putting that together. I talked a little bit of it at the event, um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I I mentioned you know I, I gave the hint about Army of Darkness, of course. Yeah. Army, I mean everyone who was familiar with that obviously got the joke, right? Because um, I mean, it would be groovy to do it. It really would, and I'm I'm still hopeful that I can. Um, there's still some things I have to try and figure out first before I sure. lock in on it. Uh, but it would be a double feature, and I I'll I'll hold back what the other film is because I still want to get some details on that. Sure. But if I can pull it off, I think it'd be quite a fun double feature because I I know there's like from talking around to people, there seems to be a a lot of just from what I'm what I'm experiencing, a lot of guys who are very interested in Army of Darkness and love Army of Darkness, and a lot of women who are kind of like, eh. And, and so maybe it has more of like a, a, a male interest audience mm-hmm. in it. And I'm trying to find stuff that's more cross-appealing. So um, I'm still still working on it. I still want it to be done. But I'm also looking for a, a counter film that might have a little more female appeal. But guys would also like it too. Gotcha. So, so are, is this also, would this be a charity event as well? Yep. It's another charity event. And it, with this one, 100% would go to Samaritan House. Whereas before... It was split. Um, it was split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 75% from the Kansas Officer event has to go to Equality Now, uh, which uh, I don't have the exact figures on my phone, but it's basically about like um, from this event we did this year, when all the expenses were paid, we had basically like $1,200 that went to Equality Now. And almost 400 that went to Samaritan House. That's amazing. So That's yeah, really I felt I felt really good about that. Um, it was it was worth the stress and the the sheer panic, <laughs> and and even I started talking about this earlier, but at the event uh, when we're about to get started, and again we were starting it late because we just had kept having people show up and show up, mm-hmm. and which honestly good problem to have. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and um, I turned to Mikey. 
And I was like, so, um, so what do I do to make sure that I don't go up there and just make a complete ass out of myself in front of all these people? And he turned to me and he says, go make an ass out of yourself in front of all these people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the moment that's a, I, that's a very Mikey thing to say, but you know what? The weird thing was the moment he said that to me, weight that had been on my shoulders gone. It's like all of a sudden nice. I had, I had permission. Yeah. I had permission to go ahead and just do whatever I was going to do and, and let the chips fall where they would. And yeah. you know, I've, we had a good time. That's awesome. You know, and we were talking a little bit before the podcast about, you know, you're saying fake. I, I mentioned the, the phrase fake it till you make it. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, and that was, I mean, I couldn't tell. I mean, you know, obviously, no. obviously, you know, we, we, you know, we knew this is your first time because I've been to the event a few times, but you did fine. I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody knew you were you were winging it, <laughs> like like truly, truly winging it. Well, and and I I greatly appreciate that. I mean that that was something I I, I told Dave when I was picking this up. Like the, my the biggest fear I had was that people who are the diehard fans who go to this thing every single year were going to turn to me and be like, you know what? You failed me. You let me down. And I just had this this big concern that there's gonna be something like that that was gonna happen. And I just that would have crushed me if something like that had gone on. And and it didn't. It was quite the opposite. Uh, I was telling you guys the um, at the end, these girls were coming up to me and just expressing about how grateful and and warm and welcome they felt there. And man, that was that was amazing. That, was, that really brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, you know, and I and I will say. Yeah, I mean, even when I moved here six years ago, locally, the uh, the geek culture here was kind of fragmented. Mm. A little bit here, a little bit there, you know, kind of spread out. And you know, with events like Tidewater Comic Con and Can't Stop the Serenity, it's nice to see everybody kind of starting to coalesce together as a, as a bigger community. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's And honestly, that's one of the things that's really been a large appeal to me about about the brown coats. Um, it doesn't really matter what flavor you like, you're welcome. And and to me that's that's very important because it's not it's not Star Trek versus Star Wars kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. it's that it doesn't matter. Just like what you like and you're welcome here. And I think cool. I think it's hilarious that when I go to Can't Stop the Trinity there are Klingons there I was every just thinking, <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking that is yeah, the last I mean, every year I can remember he's been there. Yep. Yeah. And they've had um, I think the the first has been there before yep. from Star yep. Wars, yeah. and so yeah, I mean it, it it's it's something that I it's almost like the the Camp South Serenity event in our area becomes almost a mini convention. It's like a single yes. day con, yeah. And um and if if I'm able to kind of like because next year is Serenity's tenth anniversary, so I am trying to if things go according to plan, I will make it bigger and hopefully better as well so because I, I i like that idea of a single day con um of everyone kind of coming together yeah so yeah and and again all the name of charity which to me just just makes it even better so so i mean obviously getting involved with with can't stop the serenity you know there's the equality now and then our local charity samaritan house i mean obviously you've got some 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 level of affinity to, towards these charities well you know i i inherited well, so a few things. One is that growing up, I got to witness my brother get bullied a lot because he's gay. And it, it I don't know how much it hurt him, but it hurt me a lot just mm-hmm. watching this happen. And I would, get, I would get what I referred to as splash damage from it because people would like say right. to me the same kind of stuff. 
And what instilled in me is really large distaste for bullying. When, when people pick on someone else or try to take advantage of someone else just because they have the power to do so. Yeah, I don't have the stomach for that. So when it comes to issues like where that deal with that equality now deals with that Samaritan house deal with, um, victimization of women in particular is something that I, it does not at all sit right with me. Um, and as it, as it shouldn't, I mean, I don't think it should sit right with anyone, right. you know, yeah, no, something that's really going on a limb to say that necessarily, but, um, it really felt important for me to be able to kind of like give back. And to be honest, it was, this was all started by Dave. Um, Dave Cato was the guy who got this ball rolling. I basically just kind of continued on with it, but, um, you know, from my volunteering at the food bank and learning how many people in the area go hungry every day. I mean, women and children, especially it's like, it's, it's disturbing how much stuff that I knew I took for granted. And this was a way for me, kind of a way to say, Hey, you know what? We're all in this together. We're looking out for each other and give back. And, and so that, that to me has been a very important thing. I mean, I'm very grateful to Dave for getting us started. Um, he, he built this up. He really did. And, um, yeah, so being able to kind of keep this going, uh, I, I want to honor Dave. I want to do right by him. I want to do right by Mikey for coming out. Um, and, and whatever we can do to kind of just help out our friends and neighbors in this area. That's, that really is very important to me. That's awesome. Why did you, I mean, you kind of touched on this a minute ago, but why did you decide to do additional events? And are, are you going to plan to do more than just the fall in the, I really would like to. So what I, I mean, I haven't really talked to too many folks about this, but, um, I've actually started a nonprofit company and I've filed, I filed for a 501 C three. Don't have it yet, but it's on its way. Uh, the company is called geeks of benefits. And, and despite the, it's not a, it's not a hookup site. It's not Tinder for geeks. (laughs) Although now that I think about it, <laughs> hmm, it's like, ooh, slave layer. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so no, it's, but Geeks of Benefits is kind of as the name Im- implies, it is doing geek themed charity benefits. Um, so, Very nice. so I'm, I'm looking to the fall one to be another experiment. And because I'd also like to do things beyond just the narrow. The narrow guys have been awesome. Uh, I've worked with Tom Borlas very closely putting on this event. Um, they've, everyone at the narrow has been just wonderful and I, I love doing events there. I mean, I was one of the donors so they could get their digital projector. I was about to say that, you know, especially going on the last couple of years went before they got the digital projection. Right. And in general, I'm really glad they got the, got it because, you know, they show stuff in the area that nobody else shows. Um, I saw Yodorowsky's Dune there, which is a fantastic documentary. Mm-hmm. They even um, did Joss Whedon's, uh, much, much ado. Much, yeah. yeah. Much ado. Yeah. Um, I think in a couple of days they're showing breakfast at Tiffany's, which I think I'm going to try and go see. Nice. But you know, so they show that, but it's nice to see that they, they survive. Cause that's a, that's a big issue oh nowadays God, with yeah. the, the art house theaters. And also, I mean, just serenity looked so much more beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yes you know, and, and the thing is I'm kind of kicking myself about that because this, I think I mentioned all of one time that this was the first time that we were showing serenity in high definition. And I mean, every year prior it had not been. And it wasn't until later on. I was like, man, I really should have mentioned that a lot more. I mean, ne- next year will still, of course, be in high definition. But, mm-hmm. right. but yeah, this is the first year that we really got a chance to do that there at the Narrow in high def. So I did catch that, though. I I remember you mentioning it. Yeah. So I'm, it, it wasn't completely lost. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least, I mean, I, I think anyone who's been to previous years saw a considerable difference difference in the quality of the 
the projection. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's really that's one of the things I was really kind of hoping would would kind of stand out. That this is this is a new year. We're doing things a little bit different, and by having things like the the digital projection there being being a big part of it. Uh, of course, we did the auction as well this year, um, which didn't go exactly as planned, but it worked for what it was. And I really, especially want to thank um, Kristen and Eric Hansen, who they really didn't want me to talk about, but they're they're moving out of the area anyway. So uh, <laughs> Eric and Kristen, I'm going to talk about it now anyway. Uh, but they were everything for the auction. Every single item that was there was donated by them. Wow. So there were a lot of really good things, too. There were. There the really shirt was were. what I was drooling over personally. I think yeah. the shirt was what everyone was drooling over. The shirt, <laughs> the shirt was amazing, yes. It was... Forget, forget the cosplayers, everyone's shirt. Well, and the funny thing is, like, so that... Um, I mean, I, I asked... I must have asked Eric about a dozen times, like, are you sure? <laughs> are you... I mean, I mean, are you really... Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm sure. But it was there was that little, like... In front, I'm like, are you? Oh, wait, wait, are you really sure, Eric? Are you really sure, man? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, there it is again. There's that. There's that. <laughs> so, um, but but you know what? They they were absolutely wonderful to donate all that stuff. And I mean, I I I really can't say enough great things about them. They're so cool. And the weird thing is, Eric, he looks like Wash, and I don't just mean Alan Tudyk. I mean, he looks like Wash. I mean, really. And I. And not just wash, but out of gas wash. Nice. Yeah. And I, I turned to Kristen at one point while I was over at their place. And I'm like, yeah, with a stash. Mm-hmm. All right. And I turned to Kristen. And I'm like, he really has the wash thing going. And I didn't know if that was like intentional or what. But no, no, that's just that's just him. And 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 she's like, she smiled like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. The, Have so, you ever been with a warrior woman? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, my ex would claim that, yes, I have it. So, uh, <laughs> She's a great lady, though. The uh, is it one of the other things that you you brought to the event this year that I appreciate a lot was the uh, the digital tickets. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes, really nice. definitely. That made it so much easier, uh, especially the Thank fact you. that especially the fact that I could bring it up on my phone because I said what about eight times? Don't let me forget the tickets. And guess what? I walked out the door with the tickets. There you go. No, without you didn't have them. Okay, fine. What? That's <laughs> the English language has failed me again, <laughs> or I or I have failed it. One of the Weird Al would be crying right now. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I didn't have the ticket, so I was able to pull that up on my phone in about thirty seconds. Yep, that That's, was really convenient. That was something I really wanted to do because the in years prior, the ticketing had always been handled by the narrow themselves, and so when I was talking to them about it, it's like, hey, you know, I like to do things like sell advance tickets, do it online, things like that. Tom just about like Tom Voros from the narrow was like oh thank god and, <laughs> and I, was, I was like oh, okay <laughs> cool I mean I, I didn't know if I had understood some, I. I I didn't know if I had some resistance from him or whatever no he was very much in favor he was like oh you're gonna do this hey that's fine do you want to like have you want to have someone stand in our ticket booth that's all tickets there that's fine too and and actually I was like oh okay that'd be great and awesome and it, it was kind of funny because um uh, my mom was actually the one who was in the ticket booth then for most of that morning. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I, I really, I have to, I have to extend some incredible gratitude to the people who helped volunteer because I, I could not have done this without them. And, um, so certainly my mom, thanks mom. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, my brother, Sean, thank you, Sean. And, uh, and Michael Jones and, uh, 
Rihanna Brown and Alex Brown and um, and Kate Hurley and I I really just I thank them all very very much. That's awesome. So, so, oh, and Melissa Beeb. I forgot Melissa. Melissa was there to help out too. I forgot to mention Melissa. Melissa. Um. So did you have a lot of pre-sales this year, or had people not really caught on to that yet? Uh, we did. We actually. Well, and the, so funny thing about this is, um, when I announced that tickets were going on sale, I was like, okay, guys, this is going to be how we know when we do how we're going to do make tickets available and let's stand back and see if we're going to have a hit or a miss. So we made tickets available on sale. No one bought a thing. And I was like, Oh sweet mother again. <laughs> and, um, and then as we got closer to the event, suddenly we started to get a slight trickle and then we got to a few days before the event and the trickle turned into a flood and we had so many people I would say of the 300 plus tickets that we sold, easily half of them were advanced sales. Nice, nice. Um, and then about another, I'd say 50, were still online, but the day of. So that that was that worked out great. That's awesome. It really was yeah. awesome. I, I can, let me also throw out there though. I mean, I really appreciate you guys doing this because I think that it's just it's awesome that we were talking before about how the brown coat stuff is more like a, a everything geek is just totally cool and so i, I think that what you guys do with your podcast and your site i mean i want to commend you guys for that too i think it's just really really awesome and it's it's something that i think brings more of us together there's so much stuff out there to tear us apart so i think it's the work that you guys do is very important well thank Thanks. you very much we really do try like that's that's a big thing with the blog before we started podcasting and now that first of all we we really want to make geekdom accessible to new geeks Absolutely. because i mean both of us got into really the the hardcore geek stuff as adults and it's really hard mm. to be you know 24 25 and asking someone so why is spider-man with mary jane and not gwen because i read that and i don't know what happened <laughs> like that's embarrassing you, you know i need to ask the green goblin about that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, but but you're right and and what i found also is that i i, I talk about you know, there at the event, I felt a little weird talking about things like female genital mutilation. It's a really kind of uncomfortable subject just to have even at a bar. So especially on, on up on stage in front of 300 people talking sure. about that felt a little weird. But I felt it was important to talk about what these charities do and why we're there. Besides having a good time, who are we helping out and why are we doing this? And one of the things I, I didn't, because I didn't want to like make it into an hour-long rant of me getting up there saying, okay, and here's the other problems we need to address here also while I have your attention, um, you know, there's things like the STEM education, the science, technology, engineering, and math oh, yeah. mm -hmm. that, that girls by and large, they don't get that involved in. And so much of our world is going in that direction that I think it's, you know, I want as part of, as I have the Geeks of Benefits do other gigs and other events, I want to help draw more attention to this because I think it's very important that, that women understand that, hey, this is not the boys only clubhouse that there is room for women to be involved in this and and that when they are involved and they do dress up in cosplay that we also have to be respectful of that as yes, well that's a big one um yeah you know the funny thing about that was i had um at the after party i had two different guys come up to me and tell me about how their wives really appreciated that i said that about the cosplay stuff nice and and I was like, cool. And I mean, I don't know why the wives didn't come up, but well, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, but I just thought, it, you know, getting that feedback really is what for me made the whole thing so worthwhile. And you know, if we can 
as an, as we go on and do future events and whatnot, if we can help make a positive impact, even just a little bit with things like the STEM education with Samaritan house and that, um, then, then great. That is, that is ultimately the mission I have for this, for this nonprofit is to do just that. Yeah. And going back to the cosplay thing for a second, I think, you know, out, outside of, of the geek community, there's so many people and things that kind of, he said, come after us and, you know, we really need to be able to police our own yeah, and, and to, to protect our own, you know? Yeah. I mean, certainly you want to welcome everyone into the community who wants to be a part of it. Right. But we also need every, everyone who comes in needs to be respectful of everyone else in the, in the, and you know, up until recently that kind of hasn't, the, the cosplay thing has kind of not been an issue. Not, not, not it's been happening. It's been a problem, but we had, nobody's kind of thought of it as an issue and addressed it. And it, it's, it's good to see that, Nowadays, uh, it's not being tolerated. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, co- it's come it's, to the light, and yeah. people are really getting behind the this is un- this is unacceptable behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> I mean, it's something that it, you know we were talking before about the bullying thing. To me, this goes hand in hand with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's I, I didn't I didn't stand for it when people were picking on my brother. I won't stand for people picking on on women who already are going to feel a little bit like. I'm not sure I'm welcomed here because there's not a lot of people who look like me here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's a everything I read, I read about the STEM education that becomes a big part of it too. There's the the looks like me factor comes into play, right? And um, and, and you know, for I, I even the weird thing is I even hear some of the the distaste for women being involved in this stuff from other women. And that, that to me is just, that, that's phenomenal. I, I, like, I cannot imagine why they yeah. would feel justified. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know why either, but I, I definitely saw, I went to a, a school that was approximately 90% male. It was um, essentially most, mostly training merchant sailors. Yeah. And yeah, you'd get that. I mean, the, the ones who hated on the women most in, at that school, I mean, there were a few of the guys who were all, oh, you know, women in the kitchen, that, that kind of nonsense. Right. But for the most part, the the ones that were the worst were the other women there, yeah. and and we never quite understood why they they would hate on each other that much. Yeah, I I don't I don't really understand where that comes from that that need to try and tear people down. I mean, especially when you know when we look at uh, you know part of me was actually wondering coming over here it's like man, what are we gonna end up talking about? Because I figured we talk about the event <laughs> for a little bit, and I was like man, on the same the same week, and of course we talked about doing this a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. But then who knew that this we were going to lose Robin Williams? Yeah. You know, have these bizarre pro, bizarre reaction to the protests going on out in Ferguson, Missouri. And there's there is a lot of very serious, very heavy stuff that goes on and I just don't think that we need to be trying to tear each other down. And it's like no. let's no. how hard is it to be like, "Hey, you know what? I may not think everything that you're doing is appropriate, but I respect your right to do it." And you're Absolutely. Not, you're yeah, not harming I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's that's a beautiful way to look at it. That's almost exactly how I would say the same thing. Just, look, I don't always agree, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. Right. Or that it, it doesn't have anything to do with me at all. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's like it, we, I think for, I think an awful lot of this um, comes down to empathy, just pure and simple empathy. It's like if if I'm going to be as as a straight male who appreciates not only cosplay but certainly some women who do this are stunningly gorgeous women dressing up in this way i mean oh, if yeah. right right <laughs> and so so if if they're going to be 
harassed and groped and all this stuff. They're not going to do it They're anymore. They're not going to do it. Why? They're not going to yeah. do it. You're just hurting yourself. You know, yeah. it, it was like it was like in school. And this is all right. So this is going back to high school days now. But like in school, they would have they would have these guys. These guys would turn on this girl and like she's a slut. She's a slut. and there's such venom and hate coming out of their words, out of their mouths. And it's like, well, time out for a second, guys. Let's think about this. We all are trying to get laid. It's high school. We have to stop running around like mad. You're saying, here's a lady who apparently is doing it, maybe for free and willingly, and you're shaming her? Guess what's going to happen here, guys? Isn't this kind of working against your ultimate goal? Yeah, yeah but, but you know, <laughs> you know, not everyone in our gender uses their brain. So that's... Well, I was going to say, and kind of um, playing off what you were saying earlier about what you do doesn't affect me. But um, what's going on right now in, in the state of Virginia, where we're about, hopefully, to um, allow gay marriage to take place right. within, hopefully, maybe a week or two. Right. I mean, uh, that's another when, one. It, by or, the time this podcast is out. It should have happened. Uh, it'll be in a, it'll be about a day. Okay. Uh, no, uh, two days. Excuse me. It's Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it, very, very shortly. And, um, and that's another one where you just look at some people and you just go... It literally has nothing to do with you. <laughs> that's right. Literally that's right. nothing. Well, Zero things. Uh, that's why I love, I love the perspective that I would hear from from some people talking about gay marriage, and they would throw out these talking points and not obviously not give it two seconds of thought. And I understand this is a geek podcast. I'm not getting on politics issues and whatnot, but but it is part of the world in which we live. And when they're talking about how that homosexuality, homosexual relationships hurt heterosexual marriage it's threatening to straight marriage to have gay marriage it's like well it's only threatening if your husband likes cock now <laughs> now if that's the case then then maybe you're onto something but otherwise i mean i don't think that's much of an issue really yeah so yeah. but i I, th- I really think it just comes down to empathy just just put yourself in someone else's shoes for just a moment and see where they're coming from and and i think if more of us did that a little more often we wouldn't have near as many problems as we have going on. No. So no, no, I, I, I think you're onto something there. All right. So I think, you know, once again, to kind of close out the show here and go through what we've been into the last couple of weeks. So uh, Shane, why don't you start us off? Well, you know, I kind of go in and out when it comes to my uh, love of comic books. Cause I, I mean, as you know, I was telling you earlier that I'm, I never really got into the superhero stuff and in comics. I mean, I, I enjoy right. the movies, but I never, I mean, I read like, Punisher and some X-Men back when I was a kid, but just it, it never really caught on to me all that much. Although I will tell an embarrassing story about myself. <sighs> yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned, I mentioned my mom. Well, my mom and my dad were very much themselves pro- proponents of the geek world. I mean, they, they love Star Wars and Star Trek and they made sure that my brother and I were very involved in all that stuff. And when I was really, really young, um, I loved... Superman, the movie, and the Christopher Reeve original Superman. I loved that. And I mean love that. I I really, I loved it so much, I had my mom make me a cape. And I wore that cape everywhere. Going out to restaurants, going to the store for shopping. I embarrassed the living crap out of my parents. So, mom, thank you very much. Um, uh, thank you very much for <laughs> indulging my geekdom. Uh, because because then I graduated. I went from Superman to um, to Han Solo. And so I had the whole vest and white shirt rocking for a while. And it's like when I'm seven years old or something. And nice. um, 
And really, really quick story before we uh, move on. Because I'm totally not answering your question. I'll get back to that in just a second. Right. It's just this other story came to mind. I thought it was kind of funny. So um, when my, go flip back to talking about my brother for just a moment. When he, um, when he finally came out of the closet to me, it kind of went like this. He's like, hey, um, Shane, what if I told you I was gay? I'm like, so you're telling me you're gay? And he's like, um, yeah. I'm like, so? I don't care. You're still my brother. And he's like, you don't seem surprised. And then I had to remind him. I was like, well, hit pause. Rewind about you know 13 years from that point. When we're kids, I always wanted to be Han Solo. The neighbor kid, Josh, was like, always Luke. My brother always wanted to be Leia. <laughs> now, That's right. a little telling. Right. There now, you go. Now, and we're like, we're like five, six, seven years old. No clue. No clue at that point about, about sexuality of any kind. That's just mm-hmm. not even on the radar. But Sean identified with Leia. And, you know, me and Josh are like, why do you want to be a girl? But, you know what? That's what he identified with. And, and that so, made sense. And yeah. so when it, yeah. so finally, when I got a little bit older, the dots connected. And I was like, of course. Of course. And so I'm saying to Sean, I'm like, I remind him of that. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of I've kind of known for a while. I'm glad you finally caught up. So. <laughs> That's but cute. We, we, a, a friend of mine, uh, he came out to one of his ex-girlfriend's. And we're just like, oh, we're glad you figured out what the rest of us know. Yeah, I mean, like, like not not like condescending, but it was just like, like we're we're happy you understand you now, Mike. <laughs> well, and and you know what, a, a lot of people I know struggle with that, and understandably so. And you know, whatever it is, as long as they can make peace with themselves, that I think is by far the most important aspect mm-hmm. there. Absolutely yep, true. But back to your initial question. <laughs> Sorry about that. And we come full circle. Yes, indeed. Uh, one day we will all solve the world's problems. Um, so what what is I'm actually into? Uh, I, so I've been reading. I finished out Kickass Three, nice, which um, had a had a really satisfying ending. Um, it was it was pretty fun, and I I would hope they would finish out the trilogy in the movie form as well. Um, but we'll see. Um, you know, and and as far as other stuff in the comics world, uh, what else? Well, I mean, I still read. Now it's Constantine, but it was Hellblazer. That was my big fix when it comes to comics. Was I read Hellblazer for a long, long time. And I actually thought the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie was okay. I didn't think it was horrible. No, it, it, it really wasn't. I mean, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm passingly familiar with Hellblazer. But yeah, from everything I understand, it was it was passable. Yeah, it, it, they, did, they did a decent job with it. I mean, I, I just can't stand Shia LaBeouf, but that's... Well, okay. Oh, I, so forgot, I forgot he was in that. Oh, yeah, crap. I think he forgot he was in that too. <laughs> mm. But um, hey, if, if we forget as an entire society, will it just go away? <laughs> <laughs> that that would probably be okay. Um, Descartes, I think, therefore, I exist. If we stop, if we stop <laughs> thinking Shia LaBeouf exists, will he stop existing? But if we observe him, then he will exist. Oh, and he so wants to be observed. He does in everything. Yeah. But. Um, so okay, so besides uh, Hellblazer, which is now Constantine, I'm reading that. Uh, you know, actually, I just read over, um, read over, like I'm pouring over documents. Uh, I just reread Snow Crash, which Neil Stevenson novel. Um, if you guys have not read it, I strongly recommend it. It's one of those things that in the um, in the annals of geek history, when it comes to great novels, I mean, there's of course William Gibson with like Neuromancer. Um, I think William Gibson gets an awful lot of credit. He's very well deserved for the cyberpunk stuff, but but Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash, I think, is just one of the most amazingly brilliant books 
um, out there, there. Isn't there a movie coming out for that? I doubt it. Um, I, I really, maybe I'm just like the name may just be ringing a, something similar, maybe ringing a bell. I think it's kind of like how Orson Scott Card was with Ender's Game. This is Snow Crash has been one of those things that it's been picked up, I think, by various studios to to be done and never gotten out of development hell. So the problem with that though is that Orson Scott Card is just a dick. Well, there is that. There is that. <laughs> it's like you know that almost sounds like we're gonna make a game show, Dick or Mormon. You know, it's like you make the call because I, I, if I remember, I think he is Mormon. So. Uh. There's something categorized seems, as in development. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I just remember like New York Comic Con a number of years ago. I went to back-to-back panels with a friend of mine. We went and saw Mike Mignola, mm, yeah. who is one of the nicest people, most self-deprecating. Yeah, like you asked him, like, "Well, why'd you draw monsters?" He's like, "Well, I can't draw anything else." So yeah, monsters seemed like a great idea at the time. Right. Um, yeah, obviously, Mike Mignola's got a very unique art style. Um, and then we went to immediately afterwards. I don't, think we, I don't even think we left the room was an Orson Scott card panel and he was just an ass. Wow. Like he, he went off, I mean like, like don't, and don't miss it, like he had a lot of really good, interesting things to say about writing. Hmm, okay. Um, I mean like for, you know, for, for people who are just starting off and all kinds of stuff, you know, he, he, he can talk about writing and give you good writing advice, you know, till the sun goes down and then some. Right. But he also went on a, on a twenty minute rant about how he didn't like used video games. Mm. Um, okay. B- b- from, from what I remember, his one of his kids is a game designer, and he was he got was upset about like rights and stuff. And I'm like, you're you're a, a, an author. Yeah. You, like used books ring a bell at all? No kidding. Or how about book series? Come on. I mean, wow. That's I don't know. And I I don't know that if it's his religion that leads him to think and philosophize the way he does. I, I suspect that it probably is, but certainly to cer- on certain topics that we that we know he likes to uh, expound upon. Yeah, that we probably wish he wouldn't. Um, but you know, and, and like I was saying, it's like everyone's entitled to their opinion. Just just if you need to if you need to find some way to espouse your opinion. Don't don't. If this would be something that's be so offensive to someone else, keep it to your damn self. Well, it's it's Will Wheaton's philosophy of don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, I, I have to completely agree. Uh, I mean, I, I I said before, um, I posted that on, as a Tyler to Brown coach that there's from this is a little before your time, but back when I was a but a wee boy, there was a, uh, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> and Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. They said, you know, the, everything they're and now for whatever reason, I'm blanking on it, but be excellent to each other. That there was something else they said leading up to it, but ultimately it was be excellent to each other. And the same thing, don't mm-hmm. be a dick. Yeah. You know, just leave other people alone. Even if you don't like it, that's your problem to deal with. Don't put it on them. Yeah. So, and we totally got away from answering your question, but um, well, we, but we started answering it. So, yeah, so it's like Snow Crash, uh, a few comic books. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I don't know how anyone couldn't. It was so much fun. Dancing Baby Groot. Dancing Baby Groot. Oh, and then they released the, the, clip, the clip, so it's online, and I can watch it anytime I want, and yeah. I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> well, it was going to end up online anyway, so Marvel's just said, yeah, to hell with it. and yeah. Gave us a nice, high-quality... Yep. You know, and, and after, and I'm I'm not the first person to, to acknowledge it like this, but after a rather crappy week, having some dancey, ba- dancing baby Groot to go along, that that actually makes it a little bit yeah. nicer of a week. Yeah, I yeah, it say. does. I said, Tracy? Oh, so much. Okay, so this is the second week of my three-week vacation, which means I'm cramming media as much as possible. Oh, my God, I wish. The fall is, well, fall semester is going to be interesting. Miserable. 
well interesting i don't know miserable (laughs) i will try to hold out no we'll check back in beginning of november with that miserable or not (laughs) i i will bet you good money i will be so cranky and stressed but anyway um so i under or at um at andrew's recommendation i read seconds by brian o'malley which he wrote uh scott pilgrim yeah it's not it's not a a sequel to scott pilgrim but it's, it's his most recent it's his first follow-up since Scott Pilgrim. It's just, yeah, standalone. Yeah. Um, it's really cute. It's about um, a, a girl who owns a restaurant or wants to own a new restaurant. She's a head chef at another one. And um, she bumps into a very old creature that is kind of the the brownie or the guardian or the pixie, whatever um, mythology you want to use. Um, the guardian of her old place. And then stuff gets mixed up. It's really interesting. She tries to figure out, like, um, she kind of has the butterfly effect going on for a little bit and right. yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. It's really cute. It was a quick read. I think I read it in like an hour and a half at one wow. in the morning. Um, yeah, but real, real cute and definitely drawn in his style. So if you like that cute kind of artistic style, then it's, it's a good one. Um, I'm reading Outlander. I'm about two thirds done and I'm, I'm hitting the good part. Like I can feel the story picking up. So I know that it's going to be kind of a smooth ride. I'm, this is, this is going to be one of those like four o'clock in the morning, finish the book sigh of excellent relief and then go to bed for like 10 hours <laughs> I, um, I don't know that i've ever done that with a, with a movie i've done that with several video games oh, you just like yeah. kind of like i'm so glad i got it done that, not that, that, that but that also the, just the, i'm almost there i'm almost there keep going keep going and then yeah. you look at the clock you're like i have to be up for work in two hours oh my well God. crap but this is so good i there's when you finish a really well-written book with a oh, great absolutely. climax and it feels like it, it fulfills the thing i ready the problem i often one. have is that you, you ready player one I know, I know. You keep telling me that. That that's on my list of doom. Okay, um, and that's on my list as well. I actually so. think. I actually think. I, I'm fairly certain I got my copy back. So we'll, we'll look for that and I maybe okay. able to give it to you. Awesome. Um, this is the time because I'm not going to have any right. time after this. <laughs> and um, it's a short read. So. Oh yeah. It's but that so, feeling of satisfaction with a really good book that right. builds really well and then actually delivers on yeah. the build. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I got to ask: did, Have you ever read um, Dan Brown's Angels and Demons? No. Because for for me. That was that book. Really? That was the, I mean, I read it. I'm, I'm a slow reader. I, I mean, I love reading, but Me I'm too. just notoriously slow at it. And I, getting through Angels and Demons, I read that whole damn thing in like three hours. My eyes physically hurt for the next two days because so I'm reading so much so quickly. But absolutely, to what you're describing, that was Angels and Demons. I'll Phenomenal have to try that one book. too. Yeah, amazing book. Yeah, when I was when I was younger, I was a big fan of Michael Crichton. Oh God! And oh I, cr- yeah. I I cranked through Airframe Timeline. in five hours. Oh wow! I haven't read Airframe yet. Okay, that one's that one's really good. Okay, I I love I love Michael Crichton. I was so sad when he died. Yeah, I, I, that broke me up. I mean. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm totally hijacking the conversation. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so Outlander just came out with, I, and I wrote a, I wrote a blog piece on this, but uh, Outlander is a new um, star series. Star series, yeah. And um, I watched the first episode. It was a little longer. It was an hour and eleven minutes, I think. Uh, it was. It stuck. <laughs> well, like, I mean, give it. I, I would say it give stuck, it. I will. I, give what it some I'll time do, to feel the series out, and then I'm going to come back to it. I'm not going to watch it every week. I'm going to try to binge. A little bit and see if it picks up a little better. So but I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Your review of it was... Okay, so here's my thing. It stuck so closely to the source material. I mean, there were there were speeches drawn directly from the book. Uh-huh. So I like that. I appreciate that. Right. But a couple... And the casting was 
acceptable but not great. Okay. And then, but I just got, this is such an exciting book and it's so well written and mm. it's so, what I mean, it's not even, there's not even a whole lot of fantasy in it. Right. But it's just so, what's going to happen next? You're really on the edge of your seat. The whole, even when not a whole lot is happening in the story, it's just really smoothly written you don't get tossed out of the book at all you're you're very much in the world and this is the show's on stars right yes yep. yes um okay. but the the show was just so boring <laughs> you know, the, it was, i was so bored well, no, like, but i mean think back to the first couple episodes of game of thrones when they were new not now when we've got or even True. even at the end of that series that excuse me, that season no man i, mean, I, I love game of thrones well no i, I mean so do, i mean but like i kind of knew direction wise where it was headed right yeah, because I came in, I think right, like right before, or right after the second season. Okay, is it when, when I when I first started watching it. So you know, I was able to watch the entire first season in you know a couple of days. Um, and actually, recently I've had the urge to watch it again because that first season's really good. But those first couple episodes, if you just thinking if you if you if you're not as familiar with the source material, you know those first couple episodes are are they're they're kind of slow. There's not, I mean, certain things happen, like brain gets pushed out the window, that kind of stuff. Right, right. If anyone, no, I, I swear, if anyone calls out a spoiler on that one, I'm going to come and find them and beat them. That's old. <laughs> the books have been out for like 15 years right. and the show has been out for four years. Like, all right, season four, fine. We're going to, you know, I won't talk about it without a spoiler warning. Season one. What, but Jamie and Cersei. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there were, there were some, some stuff like that, but those are more like end of episode cliffhanger kind of stuff. Right. Where, I mean, that first episode really didn't, move along all that much i came in on season two was my first season so mm. that i watched as it happened so i binged season one right before season two started and i liked the first couple oh, episodes. No, 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 but no, then no. that's my no, thing no. right I did too. no no i like the first couple episodes you did not you're lying yeah, I like, no i like the first couple episodes being able to watch the entire series yeah. right. but i can certainly see those first couple episodes when you're going i'm not so sure about this yeah yeah i you know, I I have never read the books. I started reading the very first one, A Game of Thrones. I started reading that when I was on a train in Switzerland. And then I ended up getting, eventually get to Amsterdam. And then I just totally stopped reading because it was Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> and if you're reading in Amsterdam, you're doing it wrong. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I'll save that story for another podcast. Um, but, yeah, so I never, I never finished reading the books. Um, and so, but I have been watching the show religiously. I mean, I, from episode by episode, it's been getting cranked out. And I, I mean, I like everyone else, and it's just it's just been amazing. But I, I was actually with them with the first few episodes. Okay. I, I mean, it, it it seemed pacing wise seemed to be okay, and I appreciated that. I really liked the fact that it seemed like they weren't dumbing it down for the audience. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really got I I knew before the show came out, of course, even though I hadn't read it, what the kind of story it was this big flowing epic saga sort of thing. But um, I really just appreciate how intelligent it was in its presentation. I just really liked that. And of course the actor performances were phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then um, thanks to Santana and Maz's podcast last time, they were like, get back on board with nail biters. So I read the next three um, or I read, yeah, two, three, four just recently. And it's, it's good. Um, it's still kind of gross. 
So, I mean, if you don't like gross, then don't <laughs> read it. But um, yeah, it, it's a pretty good story. And then uh, I've been watching, binge watching season three of Continuum because that's on Netflix. But honestly, I'm going to have to go back and watch the, at least the end of season two because I can't remember anything that happened. I watched all of one and two within like three days. And then I had to wait a whole year for the next right. one to come out. So um, I've kind of forgotten what a lot of it a lot of the like the nuances and then uh the bird song which is by jf martell and dominic bursier i think i'm pronouncing that right um and that's from mirror a small press um so i'm I'm actually i love the artwork in this it's absolutely gorgeous yeah you're showing tracy was showing me some stuff beforehand and it, it looks really good um and hopefully you guys can look forward to uh some reviews and stuff from us coming up real shortly yeah definitely what about you um so I finally, oh my God, finally finished American Gods. <laughs> that took, that took, I don't know how long. Neo Gaiman Percy, thanks you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, from the last podcast, I only had, I literally only had about 40 pages to go. Mm, okay. And it, it took me a couple of days at, at lunch at work to finally just cram through them. Um, I picked, I, also, I bought, I bought myself a, uh, a Kindle fire so I can read comics at work. Oh, nice. they, they, I've got an iPad, but I can't have a, I can't have anything with a camera at work. Oh, right. Okay. So that they have a Kindle fire model that doesn't have a camera. So I bought that. And for, for one, I mean, it looks better than my iPad mm, because I've got, wow. I've got, Oh, I've got the old, I've got the first generation iPad mini that doesn't um, have the retina display. Right. Right. Okay. And the Kindle, the Kindle's uh, dis- display is better than the original iPad. I don't know how they compare, compare now, but, um, so that's been really enjoyable, and I've caught up on about six series so far, for, all the way back from my time in Georgia. Wow. And that's what? only been, what, a few days? Like a week, maybe? Yeah, a week. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. Well, some of that has to do... I've also been, I've been doing some work with the community theater group. Um, we're doing Sound of Music, and I've seen that show 11 times now. So at this point, I can run it pretty well not paying attention. <laughs> so like last last night, we had a show, and I got through seven or eight issues of Nova plus a couple of other issues, like an issue of Batgirl and some other stuff in just, just in the three hours of the show. So I've been nice. kind of, kind of just, just cramming through stuff. All right. I got to ask since you mentioned sound and music, have you seen that, uh, that little film clip that's put together of from the movie sound and music It's Julie Andrews on the hillside and you know, that big swooping shot coming in and she busts out with two Uzis while she's spinning around firing, <laughs> no, and, then twirls and then drops it at the end. It is hysterical. I haven't, funny. I haven't seen a, the the video clip of that. Uh, a friend, a friend of mine who's actually uh, up in the up in the booth with me. She posted uh, a picture of that, like a meme picture of that, because I mean, you know, so we've heard this, we've seen this show eleven times now. We're getting a little <laughs> tired of the of the music. I bet. Um, I bet. We yeah. get it. Those hills are alive. Yes. Yes. Despite our best efforts. <laughs> yeah. So we did. We so I've been doing that. Uh, I'm also working on reading seconds. Uh, I'm working on reading uh, my unbelievable find over at uh, mm. Local Heroes the other day is Yodorowsky and Mobius's The Incal. Oh, really? Yeah, for cover price. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a book that frequently on like Amazon people are asking 100 plus for. I saw it for a two. I don't. Yeah, but like I don't that. think I don't think anyone's actually going to pay that. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's people are asking it. I don't think that anyone's going to pay that. But and I also want to just commend local heroes because you know we were talking before about comic shops how yep. they can often seem like your creepy uncle's attic. Local heroes is just beautiful as a comic yeah. shop. I yeah. mean, it's just amazing being in there. I know a lot of people who's who who have changed their mind about comic shops. Me, 
oh, because of local heroes. <laughs> local heroes is awesome. And now um, I take people there to change their minds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um and and plus also what I think doesn't hurt at all is the fact that it's two doors down from Kogan's, which is not only a terrific pizza. But a lot of the waitresses are suicide girls, and mm-hmm. that's oh yeah. I, honestly, between those two spots, that is fat guy mecca. I mean, it really is. Well, and then <laughs> and then two two doors the other way, or actually no, right next to the other way is that coffee place, Cafe Stella. Yeah, the, yeah, that roast their own coffee beans. Yeah. Oh man! But if you walk out of out of local heroes at the right time, you're getting pizza in one nostril and the fresh <laughs> co- fresh roasted coffee in the other. Nice. And I just start salivating. Like, oh, I'm not even oh. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so but, so I found that, and that's and I think you know a, a, a classic Jodorowsky um, and Mobius mm. uh, uh, comic. Oh, and you know, and, and this and you just brought this to mind. I don't know what the connection is going to be, but have you played that game Outlast? I have not. Well, if you like if you like horror games at all, holy crap! I mean, I'm surprised they don't just offer a free pair of underwear with this game oh, because. Because it is hands down one of the most terrifying experiences. I I love horror games like Fatal Frame and Silent Hill and Resident Evil and that stuff. Even though Resident Evil's gotten kind of lame lately, but um, but my God, Outlast that is that wow. Don't my recommendation if you do play it, don't even worry about putting on your underwear. Just sit on it. It'll make it a lot quicker to change. So it's it's phenomenal stuff. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. I was like. And this isn't even like really a horror game, but years ago in high school, I was playing uh, Colonial Marines. Oh yeah, the, the, it, was one the, it was one of the it was one of the Alien versus Predator games. It wasn't the yeah. the, the the most recent one, but it was one a while back. And I had to stop playing that at, at night because I was <laughs> freaking myself out. In fact, I think it was the first one. I think it was the first Alien versus Predator game. But it might have been. I can't remember. I mean, like I was playing on PC. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. and I was playing yeah. it after, like well after it came out. So yeah. Okay. I don't I don't remember exactly when. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I, I, yeah, I just remember scaring the absolute crap out of myself. Have you seen that the trailer for uh, Alien Isolation? Oh, like I love. So I really, really love the Alien series. Uh-huh. And I don't know that I can play that game because I just I think it's going to freak me I, out I so am, badly. I will be gladly screaming like a little girl in the middle of the night with the lights out. Like, oh, it's gonna be awesome! I'm yeah. looking forward to it. So I think that's pretty much everything I've got. I, I'm kind of like I said, kind of scattered. I haven't I haven't been watching a lot of new TV. I've been watching like Rome again. Oh really? Um, I really enjoy that. I, re- I really like Ray Stevenson. Huh. Um, uh, so at, at work, I, I tend to listen to podca- other podcasts mm-hmm. um, and I'm almost, I've almost finished an entire podcast. It's the history of Rome from the founding of the city to the fall of the Western empire. Hmm. And I've got like maybe 15 episodes of, of a 20 minute podcast left. So I'm like, Oh man, I got to watch Rome again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never I've never seen Room. I remember when it was on, but I never watched it. it it's a really good show. I, I mean, it's only two se- it's a, two seasons, twenty episodes. Right. Okay. It's an, a, one of the, one of the earlier HBO series, and it's it's worth a watch. Hmm. Okay. And um, just make sure that when you do, you don't accidentally do the first episode of season one like I did because I was like season two. I don't season two. Yeah. And so I start it, and I'm like, I'm so lost. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you started the wrong season. I was like, no, no, I'm I'm 100 sure I started in the right season. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> she, she described me the episode, and I've seen I've probably seen this series, especially the first season, like four or five times. Oh, nice. it, well, it's a short, it's a short thing. At this point, I'll just put it on the background when I'm doing other stuff. Right. So I'll do that, and like, we were sitting there, and it's like she's describing. I'm like, that's not the first episode in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's awesome. I was so sure, and no. Um, 
Yeah, you been watching that. Now that we've been talking about it, I want to go back and watch the first season of Game of See, Thrones. See, now, now you've piqued my interest. I'm going to start watching Rome. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's all I've got. So, okay. once again, Shane, I want to thank you for coming out and, and talking with us for a while. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I would love to be able to do this again with you guys sometime. And a uh, really special thanks to anyone who listens to us who came out to the Big Damn Shindig. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, personally, I'm also looking forward to Tywater Comic Con in October. Um, and the website for the, the nonprofit company that I'm doing is geekswithbenefits.org. Um, there's not anything there to see just yet, but I'm hoping to change that pretty soon. And like with the Tywater Brown Coats, I mean, there will be certainly a Facebook presence there as well. So that would be geekswithbenefits.org. And um, again, I, I just thank you guys so much for having me come out here. This has been awesome. Well, again, th- thank you for coming. If you like what we do, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, leave us a review. Five stars, please. I <laughs> <laughs> also check us out at uh, thereforeageek.com, facebook.com slash thereforeageek, or on Twitter at thereforeageek, and Tracy is at Mary Eyes. Mm-hmm. So now I can do this. Once again, I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And you've been listening to Therefore a Geek. Disappeared as a moral dilemma Cause at first it was weird Though I swore to eliminate the worst of the plague That devoured humanity It's true, I was vague on the how So how can it be that you Have shown me the light It's a brand new day And the sun is high All the birds are singing That you're gonna die How I hesitated Now I wonder why It's a brand new day